perfect spice choices for healthy food is important to manage chronic diseases. We have focused on a specific line of spices that can really fit your diabetic lifestyle. Our spice flavors are a game changer. We have created unique blends of all-purpose seasonings that are salt-free, gluten-free, with no additives and preservatives, great for chronic conditions like high blood pressure, obesity, and heart disease. These spices contain antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal properties, and improve digestive function and metabolism. Choose Diabetic Cuisine Spices for your family to feel more safe, confident, and support healthy aging. Welcome to another episode of Transparency Talks Podcast. I am your girl, Butterbee Rocker. Listen, we have an amazing show for you today. I'm super thrilled to bring on this gentleman. He is one of my friends. He is a recording artist. He's a producer. He's an actor. There's nothing that this man doesn't do. His name is Terrell Paul. How are you? What's going on, Butter, man? It's been a long time, man. How you been? I have been good. It is great seeing you. And it has been a long time. It's been too long, actually actually has <laughs> <laughs> so can you give everybody a little bit of background about yourself yes uh, like she said my name is Terrell Paul I'm from Trenton New Jersey just a small little it's the capital of New Jersey but it's only seven and a half square miles um and you know Trenton is one of those places pretty much all the hood man and um if you can make it in Trenton you can pretty much make it anywhere and um I got my roots and I you know I started in church uh, like pretty much all of us started in church and uh, and uh, I knew that I wanted to be a singer a long, long time ago. My mother took me to two concerts, which was um, New Edition and Mike, the Jackson 5. And I, I've had a chance to meet Michael Jackson personally and I worked with Tito Jackson and then I'm currently working with Bobby Brown from New Edition. So she kind of put that in my spirit, you know? Okay. So, okay, we're gonna go back. We're gonna go back to your roots some more. Okay. So, grew up singing in the church. Mm -hmm. At what age did you start singing? And then, when did you say, you know what, I want to do this as a profession? So, you know, the the youth choir. You know, I was one, one, wanted to be in the youth choir and wanted to be one of those tenors. And that's when choirs was the the altos and the sopranos was was battling each other. And I wanted to be a tenor and singing when your mouth was way open like this, trying to sing. Um, but the music just became, um, I guess it was kind of therapeutic for me, even at a young age. I didn't, you know, it, it took me out of the, uh, of the hood, but it took me out of what I was seeing on a normal daily basis of, you know, walking to school and, and seeing the activities that was happening around me and, and, and in my, in my inner circle as well. Um, so music, music just took me three. So my mantra is music can take you three minutes away. Uh, take you away three minutes at a time. 
Yeah, I like that. Okay, so you are not only a singer, but you're also a producer, you're a writer. Like I said, you got many hats. You had the pleasure of writing for one of Wyclef John's um, artists, City High. How did you get, how did that happen? Because, you know, those are not normal things. You saying, yeah, you know, I work for Bobby Brown. That's not normal. So let's talk about it. Um, well, uh, Rob, see, again, uh, Robbie Partlow is uh, one of the members of the, of the group City High. And um, his parents took a liking to me and they pretty much kind of adopted me. And this was, this was pre-City High and they adopted me and I, I ended up moving to Willembro, New Jersey and living with Robbie and his parents. And they kind of um, shaped and molded my career as well, getting into the acting. And then Robbie uh, found himself in a position of, of getting with City High. And so I was able to be around and, and pin some stuff. Okay, all right. All right, so what do you like more? Producing, writing, or singing? I like singing. Um, it's just something about being out there in front of the folk and, and just performing and just seeing their faces. I mean, a lot of people don't know we're in the customer service business. So, you know, I like to just have those smiles on people's faces. Yeah, definitely. We had the pleasure of performing sometimes together and it was definitely fun because you are a true entertainer so it was really cool to be on the stage with you you are a true entertainer. <laughs> <laughs> thank you okay so what i want to talk about covid a lot of stuff has happened right now with covid of course we know the negatives that has happened due to covid people losing their lives and stuff like that I want to talk about how it made you have to shift your mind and what did you have to do to sustain? Because as you know, our industry was hit very hard and this is our bread and butter. Absolutely. Um, I was living in LA at the time in Burbank um, and it really hit home when I, anybody who's ever been to LA know that it's constant movement, constant movement. And uh, one day my wife and I just was out having coffee on our, on our, in the front porch. And there was just no movement. Um, I mean, not one car going up down the street and, and we live on, we live in a busy area. And right then and there, I said, how am I going to sustain? How am I going to make money? Yeah. Um, so a couple of film, uh, uh, film producers hit me up and I started doing some films during the pandemic. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if we should have been doing that, but we did a few films and um, they're actually um, are now starting to hit hit the scene now, which is uh, one film was called John Wynn's Mirror Mirror, which I play Pastor Paul on, which is, is on Tubi now. Y'all can go check that out. Um, I also did a, a film called Pride, <clears throat> which I'm the star in, uh, which Worth is actually one of the lead songs on on the film, so uh, we've I found different ways and I and I reinvented myself. I just started reaching out to different artists and you know networking. If you need a hook from me, if you need a hook, you know I'll get it back to you. Whatever how we want to work it out. Um, so yeah, we just had to figure out different ways, but um, it was a, it was a rough spot. We're taking a pause for the cause Transparency Talks podcast, y'all. This is Bridget Carrington with Mama's Boy.
Piggyback off what you were just talking about, you got into acting more, which I did too. I actually wrote and directed and produced my first feature film that's about to come out. <laughs> Throw that out there. But uh, you was on Mirror Mirror that's, that you said is now on Tubi. Now, was this your first acting project? It's my freshman project and uh, my first audition ever. And I wrote my own lines. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, that is rare because that's not usually how how it works to get in. So that's a really good thing if you was able to have that control and be able to write your lines in there. And we, so, had, a really, we had a brilliant cast. We had uh, Ernest Thomas. We Vincent M. Ward. We had um, <clears throat> Noel G. Um, I mean, the list goes on. Ju Judy Evans. Um, uh, Tom Sizemore. I'm definitely going to have to check out Mirror Mirror. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that it it is a different shift going from music to acting. Mm -hmm. Can you tell how it is for you? That's a great question, um, but, uh, um, you know, as, as singers, you know, when, or when we're shooting videos or whatever, we pretty much, you know, we know exactly uh, our, the temperature, we know exactly um, how to feel or how not to feel or what, what goes right. Um, with filming, filming, you know, I'm learning that certain lenses, is, is, it works well with you uh, with, um, um, and how to deliver lines, especially sometimes you got to deliver lines and the person is not even in front of you. Um, it's a different transition, but um, I like the work. So I, I'm hoping to do more and uh, hoping that you guys will see more from me in that. Okay. So you had mentioned that you work with Bobby Brown. How mm -hmm. did you get on with Bobby Brown? Because, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of artists are a lot of people that's trying to get into the scene. They don't know where to start. So before you go into Bobby Brown, how do people get into the industry? Honestly, that's a question that it's such a broad question because it, it um some people get in just by just walking in they just walked up to a person some people uh, uh just stumbled you know um for me 
which is one of these cases. I was living in Atlanta at the time and um, I was working at Home Depot and um, I was going around working and I was singing. And then one of my uh, one of my co-workers was like, man, you sound really good. He said, my wife um, does auditions for uh, for the, at the time it was called Heads of State, which is Bobby Brown, Johnny Gill and Ralph Tresman. And they was like, you should go try out for it. So I, I said, hey, why not? I'll go try out for it. And I went. Uh, funny story. I went and there was um, Ralph and Johnny was already in the rehearsal hall over at Marvin Marvin Industries. Y'all know right. Marvin out there. Um, they were in there rehearsing and they already had two background singers in there. So I walked in and they was like, who are you? I said, I'm Terrell Paul, came to audition. It's like, well, we already, we already got everybody what we need. I was like, okay, all right, cool. So I'm walking out. Um, the two background singers that they had was Ryan Toby at the time, one of the guys from City High, and a guy named Tim Campbell, who Tim Campbell becomes Paul Campbell later on down, down the line. So I'm leaving, and um, as I walk out the door, my shoulder hits Bobby's shoulder. And he looks me up and down with this look, and I look him up and down. He, he says, um, he said, who, uh, who are you? I said, uh, I'm Terrell Paul. I said, obviously, I know who you are. He said, what you here for? I said, I came to uh, audition to be a uh, background singer. And uh, I was told that they, they already had it all. He said, how many background singers back there? I said, two. He said, two background singers. He said, Johnny Gill, Ralph Tresman. They got two background singers. He's like, well, where's my background singer at? So I said, I don't know, man. So he he gave me his number. I took He, he took mine. He said, I'm going to call you. I'm le I left, didn't think he would call me, whatever the case may be. I'm up 10 minutes up the street, he calls me. He said, I don't know you, but I got a great feeling about you. We have rehearsal tomorrow, be here tomorrow at 10 o'clock. But I was there at eight. I was <laughs> there at eight. And Johnny and Ralph saw me again, was like, well, what are you doing here? I said, Bobby told me to come. He was like, well, you wait on him. So Bobby gets there, walk in. And they was like, well, Bob, you know, we, this, it was a Wednesday. It was like, Bob, we, have you even have you even heard him sing? He said, no, we about to hear him sing right now. So I sang, I think they stopped me in, within 30 seconds. And Bob was like, well, he's in. They was like, well, he got to learn the steps. The show is Saturday, today is Wednesday. He said, that's why we rehearsing today. And that's, and I've been there 13 years. You know, honestly, I never knew how you got in, but that's an incredible story. Yeah. That's, That's how it happened. Okay. So you have appeared on The Tonight Show, The View, The Wendy Williams. I mean, you've appeared on so many things. What has mm -hmm. been your most memorable performance and with who? My most memorable performance was probably The Today Show. Um, I remember it well because um, it was in New York and it was cold. It was cold out there and we had to try to really really and you know today's shot show is shot in the morning a lot of people don't know that so you know you you ain't really got that that voice just yet so um but we we were able to pull it off and and uh bobby had an amazing show and uh, i think that was one of my my most memorable moments knowing how we all stuck together and how we made that show for him uh, go well that's cool yep. what do you feel is missing in the music industry today um, substance. Um, I, I feel like we're, we're getting lazy on the writing. Um, we need, we need, we need to paint the picture again. 
uh, the, you know, this the, the canvas is, is blank and you can make the canvas be whatever it is. Um, I, I just think we need to dive back in into to some, some real artistry, some real writing, some real singing. Uh, it comes from a it comes from a place, and, and I understand that certain artists don't have that, but we need to embrace that more. Some of the younger artists need to pay attention to the people that came in came before them. I'm always paying homage to whoever comes in before me because they set the tone, and um, I just think you know get get into your craft a little more. Just don't let it don't don't just settle for anything that goes in and put it out. Mm -hmm. Do you think that today's industry is more based off of what's current you know that they're not really looking at the longevity of how 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 the old school artists are getting booked the most because they have substance in their songs and they they have stagemanship and i mean they really bring it you know yep. and in today's industry everybody's trying to sound like the next artist that's out there that's i mean that's my opinion of it but what's your opinion of how does one stand out amongst the crowd? Um, well, you pretty much nailed it. I mean, do you stop doing what everyone else is doing? Do you know, come up with your signature sound, come up with uh, something that works for you. Um, and you know, the industry is really flaky to me because they're signing cats off of just silly stuff. Um, how many followers they have. And, I'm, I, I, what's the craziest things that they're doing out there? Um, instead of just really finding the pre people that got the talent that that have that that longevity in them, that can actually bring something to the label. But you know, silliness seems to be winning right now. So I don't know. We're taking another pause for the cause. This is the man himself, Mr. Terrell Paul. Would worth it, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I ain't no player, but I play the game. Uh, not even gonna say I stay the same. You push me out, you pull me in. Now, baby, here we go all over again. What are we doing? This shit ain't doing. There's no one else I would do this with. Again. Talking everything, every little thing, even if I miss just what you mean. I hope that it's me, baby. Even when you're angry, I hope that it's me. Cause I'm gonna lie to protect your Oh, 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 oh,
you can tune in to Transparency Talk Podcast, including Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Blaze One Radio in Atlanta, Squeaky Radio in Detroit, Glass FM in Nigeria, Soul City to Beat in Italy, London's Energy Radio in London, Rock Dan Radio in Canada, Soul Fusion Radio in South Africa, and Q-Mix Radio in Japan. You can listen in to any of the stations by going to butterbiraka.com. That's B-U-T-T-A-B-R-O-C-K-A.com. Follow me on all social medias at Transparency Talks Podcast, also at Butterbiraka. And subscribe today to my YouTube channel at Transparency Talks Podcast.
Do you think social media is a gift or a curse, or you think it's a little bit of both? It's a it's a little bit of both, um, because anybody can put a song out now, and, and like you said, it's just all who who's listening. And a song could come out tomorrow, and they, they got a ten he got ten million streams on it, and the song is not talking about anything. Um, so it's a it's it's definitely a gift and a curse, and it, it works both well. I mean, for for artists like ourselves too we get to promote our music and we get to you know um you know do the same thing that they're doing but i, I think i think um ARs should look for artists outside of the social media platform i do too and i don't think it should be based off of what your numbers are i think it should be based off of what you're really bringing to the table you know <laughs> what type of talents what type of songs how is your stage you know the whole can they sustain past this one song you know type of thing because you know you and i come from that era we get on that stage we're gonna we're gonna beat you down yeah you know, I, I don't i don't care what it is we're gonna get you yeah <laughs> yes. okay so let's talk about your new single worth it yes what inspired you to record it how did you come up with the title i heard it and i was like okay okay i, I really like it um so in any relationship, you're going to be hurt, you're going to be mad, you're going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. But who would you rather do it with? Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks the grass is greener on the other side until you get on the other side and find out it's a lot greener over there. Preach. You know what I'm saying? So that was the moral of, of the song. And, and it, you know, my, most of the songs I talk about is my wife. Um, she's heavily driven in everything I do. Um, I want to give a shout out to Sean Trey Music. Um, she helps inspire that record it's out of Atlanta as well. Um, but yeah, most of I, I, I'm a crooner. I'm I'm a, I'm a lover, and that's what you're gonna see from me. Mm -hmm. Now you're compared your song and your voice is compared to David Ruffin, Marvin Gaye, Bobby Walmart. Does that give you pressure to deliver? Of course it does. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's so big, too many big shoes to fill. But I'm one thing I've learned that I don't have to fill those shoes. They'd already done that. Mm -hmm. um, what what I have to do is just start put filling up filling up my shoes and and just paying homage to them. And if 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 I'm referenced to that, then that's a blessing. So I take it any way I can. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fun fact: Do you like singing to live bands or tracks? Live bands. Yeah, all day. All day long. <laughs> All day. Okay, so you had the pleasure back in the day, you was working in a vocal group with the super producer, Vincent Herbert. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that experience because that's major. Vincent Herbert, for people who don't know, which everyone should know, is yep. a producer that worked on from Tony Braxton, Aaliyah, Destiny's Child, Dream, I mean, everybody. So yep. how was it working with him? It, it was awesome. It was awesome. Um, oftentimes we would get in rehearsal and our mouth was just dropped. But, um, you know, we had members in the group, Robbie Parlow, that I just spoke about. Uh, one of my good friends I grew up in, Showtime Brooks. Um, he was in the group, myself, and we had this white boy in the group, man. And it, it was crazy. And um, we, we, were, we, were, we were working towards the goal 
And then um, Vincent ended up going down to Baltimore and he saw this group jumping around and that was uh, Drew Hill. And that's how that, <laughs> and that's how that happened. <laughs> he could have had y'all jumping around too, but I guess he was like, well, they already done and ready. Mm -hmm. oh, no. <laughs> so people see the glitz and glam, you know, of this industry. They see us on these stages and they have no clue about the sacrifice that it takes when you are out there on the road. You see us in these hotels, but you have no clue. Can you give a little insight and be very transparent on the the rough stuff, the rough side of this industry? Absolutely. That's a great question, brother. Um, I often tell people all the time that just because y'all see us in this city, we don't get a chance to see the city at all. At we, all? Don't, we don't get a chance to know the people. It's either we fly in or we pulling in on the bus. And have, once we get there, we check in our hotels and then we're going to sound check. And then after sound check, we may grab a little bit to eat, but then we gotta get ready for the show. And after the show, we may have a little uh, libation after that, but we back on the bus or the plane. Um, it's constantly like that every, every show. People think, oh man, y'all just having a ball. I mean, we having a ball on stage. But other than that, it's work, guys. This is this is really, really hard work. It's, it's not that easy. Yeah. And I want to add to that. They don't even see the rehearsals before you even get ready for, before you even do the show, the long hours in rehearsal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Vocal lessons. I mean, it's so much that goes behind it that y'all have no clue. The choreography, like even on a show, show you got to work. The time away from your home, from your yep. wife or your husband and your kids. Yep. It's that's a sacrifice. It is. It is. Yep. And we've both been overseas, and you are right. It is a true sacrifice, yep. and everybody only sees that part, and they have no clue all of the stuff that you have to sacrifice to get there Absolutely. but it's worth it though it is worth it i it like that I, I, like I love that. being on the road i got a question for you so mm -hmm. i think that a lot of people are in the music business but they don't understand the business of music mm -hmm. what's your opinion on that um <clears throat> so the reason that a lot of people are in the business but don't know the business because they're so quick to sign something they're so quick to be under somebody's paperwork this that and third right uh, i've i've been in this game for a very very long time and i've i am just now getting to the point where i'm starting to to benefit and see the you know the results of our, my hard work <clears throat> because i'm i myself had signed some paperwork back in the day that um didn't didn't turn out to be what it is so my thing is, if you really want to be in this business, I suggest that you learn the game, learn as much as you can. And if you don't know it all, ask somebody. They have attorneys out there. They got people out there that you can consult with so that you don't be signing your life away, so that you will make a coin at some point in your life. Because, you know, a lot of people, they're taking your likeness. They're taking everything. So and, and, and they're just dangling hotels and and and. and, and food and, 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 and clothes over you. So you think you made it. Mm -mm. Do your homework, guys. Do your homework. Trust me, it's coming from a real place with me. And to be honest with you, you know, the dangling, the hotels, we'll pay for your hotel, we'll pay for your, 
will pay for your food. That's supposed to be happening anyway. So absolutely, <laughs> you're not dangling something that's not supposed to happen. So it's a little weird. But some people find that as a big attraction. You know, mm -hmm. when you're trying to get somebody booked, or what do you think about when people say, you know, you're doing this for the exposure? Um, so there are some things that I would agree to, mm -hmm. um, as far as for the exposure. Um, for instance, um, a lot of people don't know that the Super Bowl show they didn't get paid for that. Right. That that was for the exposure, but that's on a that's on a bigger scale. But I just showed use that use that for an example. Some things you have to do to get your name and yourself out there, but not everything. Mm -hmm. You know, you've already been exposed, so it's time to you know it's time for you to start you know getting getting your getting your just due. Mm -hmm. But how does a band or artist that you know is just now starting out mm -hmm. and they're ready to take it to another level? and start to ask for prices you know demand what they're what they're worth and stuff like that how do you cross that line because sometimes as an artist when you're first starting you are scared to you know you just want to be on stage but at some point you got to start getting paid so how do you approach that well the way i, I think i would approach it is um after i've have had enough shows under my belt and 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 the live show is hitting pretty well and i've gotten um uh, copies of the shows out to different um, pr uh, um, promoters and in, in that in that aspect, mm -hmm. then I, I would I would definitely throw a number out there. Now the number has to be fair on both ends. You can't just jump out there and say I need ten thousand dollars or whatever the case may be. But you can start off. Hey, we need our we need hotel and room and board. We need we need per diem. You can start off in that way, and then as you grow, as you grow, and as you grow the audience, then you can start asking for a little bit more. That's that's how I see. We're taking another pause for the calls. It's your girl, Butterbee Rocker, Transparency Talks Podcast, baby. Tell the DJ to turn it up. Butter's on the radio. This is one of my singles entitled Straight In My Heart. Make sure you check out the music video and holler at your girl.
Transparency Talks podcast is brought to you today by the Defiant Ones Teen Magazine, a magazine for teens by teens, which discusses the latest fashion, entertainment, trends, financial literacy, bullying, school, sex trafficking, the health and wellness of teens and young adults, and so much more. Join Teen Brothers founders Christian and DeCorey Robinson and so many other young adults that are defying the odds by subscribing to the online and paperback magazine and listen to Defiant One's Teen Podcast on all podcast platforms today. For more information, go to www.defiantonesmag.com. Once again, that's defiantonesmag.com. All right. Well, we we trying to educate people right now and let them know the real of getting into this business. And mm-hmm. who better else to tell it than you? Because you have been in the industry for a very long time on all levels of it. So I'm glad that you are here giving everybody this advice. So what would you give? What would you tell your 25 year old self? <sighs> what would I tell my 25 year old self? I would say pay attention more, mm-hmm. pay attention more and be slow to speak. Sometimes when we're talking too much, we don't hear what's going on around us. So that's what I would tell my slow to speak and pay attention. That's really good advice. My question to you is what's next for you? So I um, have another single that's going to be dropping here shortly called Heaven Sent. Can't wait for you guys to hear that. Um, the movie Pride is actually um, in film festivals right now, and I'm also um, working with the label um, that I, I'm not going to disclose that yet until we are all the way complete with the paperwork. And so maybe you will have me back on, and then we could be able to talk about that. Absolutely. Is that cool? Yeah, that's definitely cool. So you are an indie artist, correct? Mm-hmm. Do you think that indie artists are on a level playing field now that we're able to get our own stuff out? 
Oh, uh, yes, way more than it used to be. Um, indie artists is out there making noise. I mean, it's, it's kind of labels is very, I mean, I, I see the change is happening again, though. I see the music shift is happening. So I see labels are starting to get back involved again. But that's because the indie artists have done their job. They have really let them know that they didn't need the middleman. Um, so I'm proud of ind independent artists. Um, I'm, I'm one of them. I'm, you are one of them. Um, and we've done pretty well for ourselves, I, I would say. So if we had an engine behind us, though, whoo. So I applaud Indie Audit. Uh, 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 um, I applaud them. Yeah, I definitely uh, do, too. I do. So who are you listening to right now? What's what's on your what's in your ears? But uh, honestly, that's a <laughs> that question is really a question that I probably don't know the answer to um, because I've been so focused on what, what, what I need to do and writing, writing and writing and writing. And sometimes you just, I kind of blot out what's happening around me because I just don't want to take in what they're giving. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's just that way, but um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Usher fan. I love Usher. You know what I mean? I, I love Chris Brown. Um, I listen to me. Um, um, I, I love you, butter. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, I, I just try to stay focused with what I'm what I'm doing, and, and that's that's you know nothing against any artists out there, but I, I'm sure they understand what I mean. Mm-hmm. We do. We do. What is your writing process? For me, I I used to just in the middle of the night or whenever just start writing. And I would hear the melody in my head. But then sometimes I, I notice lately I'm inspired more once I hear a track. So, yes, I, I have to hear the music. Um, I have to hear the music. And what I do is I would just play the music and I have it on loop. And I don't force anything. There, a lot of times I'll wake up at, out of my sleep and, have, and I'll have the lyrics already in my head. So I don't force anything. I just kind of, you know, sit with it. And, and if, if it takes too long, then maybe that's not the song. Mm -hmm. So um, normally it strikes me just like that. Once once I hear it, it's like, boom. So that's my process. And then, um, you know, my process of recording, I, you know, I, I, I get a good hook in. Once I get the good hook in, and I, I can pretty much paint the picture from there. Mm -hmm. You also produce, correct? That's right. Okay. So I produce as well, but... I only produce to get my idea out of my head. Mm -hmm. I have actually sold some of my tracks, but that's not my thing. It's, okay. it's easier for me to write and come up with the melody, sing it, and do what I need to do. It's a whole different beast having to produce the track as well. It's totally different from writing lyrics. Um, again, it's like I start off with the rhythm in my head and I'm so... And I play, so whatever the melodies that come out, I play, and then I, I it takes a process for me. I'll start, I'll, and I'll loop that, and then I have to hear the, um, the drum patterns and whatever else. So I'll leave the skeleton, and then once I start to put vocals around it, um, then I can I can know what other instruments I need to, to go into the song. Um, so basically, I come up with the with the shell of the of the of the of it. Then I come up with the, the, the uh, melody of with the uh, lyrics and, and song, 
and then I finish it from there. But it is it, it is a little more difficult than just sitting down writing. A record. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ironically, I come up with the beat last when I'm really track. and it's the weird. I hear the beat in my head, but I come up with the beat last. I I, I start with keys always. I start yep. with keys first, and then the beat is last. I think that's back. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to we're going to collaborate on something. You know, we should have been done that, but we, we should absolutely have. make that happen. We can make it happen. Okay. We taking another pause for the calls. This is L.S. Lane with I Am. Get live. Or get lost. Let go. I made a comeback. This shit got so crazy, I live. I'm back on the right track. Next time it gets stupid, I do it myself. Don't need nobody else but the mothers and brothers and soldiers and ATL. Cause I'm hoping that I would fail. They afraid of the power, the truth they know I'm a tail. Nah, nah, nah. Back down ain't easy. Wanna take more than that to seize me. I stay in a woman's place from behind a rope in your face. Shake a little some. In other words, I'll drop a verse. On rehearsal, y'all drop a little money. Now, fickle, I remain humble. Drop this album, keep the same number. Relocate from the north to the south. Tell them about me by the word of the mouth. I'll be alright. I got that ticket. But in real life, gotta get them biscuits. This is America, sell me no dreams. Statue of Liberty, know what that means. I am the queen. Get lost.
I would like to thank you so much for being a part of Transparency Talks podcast. How can people book you? So you can book you can um, book me at Oho Entertainment. That's O L H O Entertainment. Uh, that's my manager, Stephen Littles. He's taking all bookings right now. Um, my social media is Terrell Paul on all social media platforms. You can find me there. But um, yeah, we are ready to go. If you want somebody to come up there and give you the, give you some good energy, I'm your guy. Definitely, you definitely the guy. I think definitely is my word for today because I swear I didn't say it like a twelve. With your performances and everything, are you and and which you you're already going out, you know, with Bobby Brown and a couple of other people, but you are doing your own shows as well, correct? Yes, I am. Okay. Yes, so I am. Do you have any upcoming shows that people can come out to? I have a show coming up um April 16th. It's in Orlando, Florida. Um, so you can check me out there. And um, as I said, Steve and I are booking now, so they're coming in slowly, but you know, I'm, I'm getting myself out there. They're starting to really realize who I am now. So yeah, I, I feel like they're gonna see me on a stage real soon there though. Absolutely. It, it's not that they're coming in slow, it's because of COVID. I'm blaming anything, anytime we our bookings are slow now, it's because of COVID. It's COVID, it's COVID. It's COVID. It's COVID. <laughs> because things have gotten a little slower. You know, they're they're picking up more of the 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 bookings for the majors are are picking up a lot quicker than than I've noticed for the indies right now. Right. Or, or I can say that's my experience. So it might not be yours, but that's definitely mine right now. Because I was torn, torn, and now I, I'm I'm surprised you're not in like some other country right now somewhere you normally are gone i am usually gone but because since covid well 2019 i injured myself torn meniscus torn acl and i dislocated my shoulder and i was out for a whole a full year then 2020 i got released in april but march is when the world shut down and i had all of these shows and places i was supposed to go and then it got you know just canceled and now i've been getting calls for overseas because that is primarily where i i would be yep been getting the phone calls but the contracts are crazy they want me to stay over there longer than normal you know uh, it, it's not making sense for me to do right now so i got away well i i see i see something in the near future we'll probably be on the same stage at some time coming up we need to definitely get back to that stage that'd be real fun yeah that would be fun well thank you so much for being a part of transparency talks podcast i truly appreciate you and make sure you guys go and book him he is an awesome entertainer i, I don't like to just say artist because artist anybody can say it's that right. entertainer in you, he, you he's go. an awesome entertainer so thank well, you so much for real thanks for and having me man. really appreciate this and don't forget it, go get that song worth it. Trust me, it's worth it. It is worth it. Where can people find it? Right now, is all social media platforms is everywhere. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, everybody, we are out of here. We'll talk to you guys later. All right, brother. Take care. Bye. Bye. I'd like to thank you for tuning in to Transparency Talks Podcast. Join me each and every week with a new show and a new guest. This is one of my singles entitled Strange Love featuring Homer Mack.
to take it there or would you open up your heart from the start it was over but i see you couldn't see my insane reality is that my love is so strange but you know that's how love goes i said my love is so strange but you know that's how love goes girl i i'm sick and tired of playing those Love is 